Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the second in our series of Living Your Best Life. I'm your host, Lydia Payne Johnson. I'm an advocate for wellness, in particular, employing healthy habits that help you balance mental, physical, and spiritual well-being to help you live your best life at any age. My inaugural podcast in late April covered checking in on your wellness. My guest co-host then was Richard Arnke, who gave us an informative session about affordable, as in free, spiritual-based approaches to practicing wellness daily using mediums readily available in our homes, such as plants, water, prayer, and others. We had an excellent Q&A session. During this sheltering-in-place period, it's important for us all to be aware of heightened factors that may cause violent stresses that lead to unhealthy and unconscious behaviors, such as overeating, drinking, overdosing on social media. And for some, uh, some may also have pre-existing underlying health issues that would exacerbate the stress. That's why it's important that we approach wellness in a multidimensional manner, and that's one of my passions. The wellness is defined as a state of being in good health, especially as an actively pursued goal. The International Council on Active Aging shows that wellness is comprised of seven elements, emotional, physical, social, vocational, environmental, intellectual, and spiritual. So tonight's podcast, Using Your Spiritual Practices for Stress Management, will discuss how to use daily prayers, meditation, letters and petitions, and gratitude affirmations to help us all manage stress in this very, very stressful period in the world. My guest co-host tonight is Kevin Green. Kevin is a certified massage therapist for 30 years. He's a spiritualist, a diviner, lay teacher of Qigong, a a facilitator and healthcare activist. In 1996, Kevin created the Alternative and Complementary Therapies Program at Action Aid a nonprofit organization that served people living with AIDS and HIV in Philadelphia. We're happy to have uh, Kevin. Welcome, Kevin. Happy to have you join us. Kevin, can Thank you, you tell listeners about, tell us about your approach for managing stress using spiritual practices? Uh, sure. Um, and what I'm going to tell you is it's not anything new. It's really very old 
And what it is is every day I always start my day with um, prayer and meditation as my foundation before I deal with people. And I'm kind of an optimist. (laughs) So I let that optimism, optimism pervade how I start my day and to carry me through the day. That that's one one um, strategy that I have for dealing with stress. And and what are some examples of some practical application of whether it's prayer? I know you you also talked will talk to us about things like um, affirmation and gratitude letters. Yeah, well, how I can listeners approach that? Well, I have a couple practices. When when I'm stressed, because I'm human, and like everyone else, I get stressed out, um, I have practices that help me to get to clarity. Like, you know, if I'm stressed, why am I stressed? And and what is it that I'm letting stress me out? And a lot of times, um, periodically, at least, you know, once a month or once every other month, I'll do a dump, and I will literally write down everything that I'm upset about. (laughs) <laughs> and and I'll do it in such a way that I won't think about it. I'll just write, I'm upset because I'm pissed off because I'm angry because I'm um, anxious because, and I just dump that out so that I have space for something good to replace it. And that first list that I write out, I normally burn it, uh, shred it, or bury it, or rip it up with my hands, but, you know, it's some active process for me to let go of those things that are basically stressing me out. And then beyond, behind that, I come and I write down everything that I'm grateful for. And that list is normally very, very long. Uh, you know, old people used to have a, a joke or a, a wisdom saying that any day this side of the dirt was a good day. So for me um, – <laughs> As soon as I wake up, I'm like, thank you for another day. You know, thank you, God, for another day. Thank you, my ancestors, for another day. Thank you, Orisha, for another day. Thank you, all my spirits, for another day. So I wake up in gratitude every single day. So it's kind of hard to be very rarely depressed. Mm. Well, you know, we are in a very unusual uh, and unprecedented time. And some people may not even know that they're stressed. Um, I call it silent stress um, mm-hmm. because, you know, we've been, many of us have been sheltered in place for, I know for myself, it's going on almost three months. Um, and we think we're okay. You know, all of a sudden you're lashing out at somebody. You're fearful about something, you you can't understand why you're doing certain things. And those are those are all stress factors. So mm-hmm. how can I sit down and write down what's bothering me if I'm not even plugged into it? So what I guess my question is, how do we help ourselves become aware that we have these stress factors to write down? Okay, well, there, there's a lot, there, there are a lot of different methods that you can get there. One of the things that I also do in the morning sometimes is some conscious breath work. And what I do mm-hmm. when conscious breath work with my clients, I would use because I know that when you breathe and really bring oxygen to your brain, the truth always comes to the surface. <laughs> it's like, 
there, there's no hiding behind anything when you consciously breathe. So, for example, a lot of people who are stressed, the first thing they'll notice is that they subventilate, meaning they, they don't breathe deeply, they don't fill up their lungs. Um, people may find themselves, those people who smoke, they'll be smoking more, which is cutting their, their vital energy. Um, and if you, if you smoke a pack of segments in a day and you don't know that you're stressed, then that's really just a person who has chosen to be disconnected. Mm. You know, so it's possible. There there are many techniques to to get to clarity. So first, okay, if you don't know your stress, but you're lashing other people, then maybe you need to just do a little research on what are the signs that I'm stressed, what are the signs of being stressed out? Okay, so give us an example of potential signs. So a self-assessment, if I'm biting people's head off who who love me, um, chances are that I'm stressed. If I'm binge eating and I'm not eating things that are good for me nor eating at the right times of day, chances are I'm stressed. Um, If I'm freaking out because I can't go outside (laughs) because we're sheltering in place, rather than cleaning my house, organizing my house, putting things in order, reading a book, taking a course, studying something. You know, you can make any situation horrible. You can also make any situation good, just about. So being sheltering in place, some people are finding things in their homes that they never even realized they had. And others are cleaning spaces realizing that they were so dirty because they didn't have a life. They didn't have time for their life before we had the shelter in place at home. Okay. You know, so. So. Um, well, Kevin, we actually, um, normally I would open this up to questions um, usually about 30 minutes in, but we already have some callers. So are you ready to take some calls? I am so ready. Okay. Let me get the first one. Hello, caller. You have a question for Kevin? Hello? Oh, they hung up. Okay. Hello, caller. Do you have a question for Kevin? Hello? You have to check their audio. Yeah, check your audio. We can't hear you. Um, okay. Um, caller, you may want to call us back. Um, for, for those who would like to call in to ask a question, the number is 347-857-2828. That's 347-857-2878. Okay. We'll go on. I, I can't, you can't hear the um, person that's on the line. Um, hello? Try one more time. Caller, are you there? All right, let's go on. Sure, no worries. So you were providing some examples of 
you know, what are some of the trigger factors or some of the signs that someone might be stressed out. Mm-hmm. And, and part of and so, how you, so can I go back go for ahead. a second? One of the things sure. first about doing a self-assessment or getting a professional assessment. Um, so if you're, if you're capable of doing a self-assessment, you just check in, you know, how's your blood pressure? You know, if you have the capacity of taking your own blood pressure, how's your attitude? If you can um, compare your attitude mm-hmm. by checking in with the people that are around you, like, have I been fussing lately or have I been a little disagreeable lately? You know, some unusual behavior. Um, looking at how much you're drinking, look at how much you're smoking, look at um, how you're sleeping, all those things when, when your sleep is disrupted, oftentimes people are stressed. When you're drinking excessively, oftentimes people are stressed. When you're smoking a lot, usually people are stressed. You know, I've heard the expression when I was growing up, both my parents were smoking. They said, oh, you're driving me to smoke more, <laughs> you know, talking to my brothers and sisters. You know, there's a lot of things that indicate people's stress, but what we don't have necessarily is very much in our toolbox to handle the stress, to manage the stress, to overcome the stress. So what I really focus on is giving people tools that will help them to to manage the stress or overcome the stress. And in some cases, you can sometimes eliminate the stress. Mm-hmm. So some of those tools okay, when so- you stress... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to ask, could you share some of those tools with us? Yeah. One of the things I do every day, as I said at the outset, is I meditate every day. Because meditation has a lot of different health benefits um, that have been document that have already been documented. You know, they've already done the research and they found people who meditate they handle stress very differently from people who don't. That's something you can do for yourself. That's not going to cost you a lot of money might not cost you any money except if you go to learn a technique. Um, and there's a really mm-hmm. good book called, um, uh, it's by, ooh, I should have written this guy's name down. It's called uh, Meditation Made Simple. There's several Meditation Made Simple books, but there's one that I know called, that costs $2. And I'm trying to remember the author's mm-hmm. name, boy, is his first name, but he's at one of the meditation centers in Virginia. But Roy Eugene Davis is his name. And if you look his book up online, $2, has 10 different techniques of, of meditation. But what I love about the book is that what he talks about is you use a technique for 30 days every day. And you have to diligently use the practice. If it doesn't fit you after 30 days, go on to another technique. What a lot of people say is, oh, I just can't meditate. But, you know, there's a, a style of meditation that fits everybody, different styles, not one, mm-hmm. not one, one uh, shoe fits all. But, for example, I have friends who were having difficulty learning to meditate, and I told one of them, I said, look, you're like me. You're a very active mind. You're a very active person. So what you have to do is you have to do some physical exercise before you sit to meditate. And when you do that, you're going to find it's much, much easier for you to relax and focus because you've used up some of that static energy that kinetic energy, and she found her in her meditation process because she's like, oh, my mind is always going 100 miles a minute. I said, yeah, mine too. That's why I do a round of yoga, which is something else that can help you to handle stress. 
but I do a round of yoga, and then I go and I do my seated meditation. Mm. And there other things. Uh, Qigong is something I also do every single day because of the health benefits that I experience by doing Qigong on a daily daily basis. Um, there are many simple sets of Qigong. Like not Pardon me? I was going to ask, but what are some of like the short and long-term benefits of, of doing this? Wow. Short-term benefits of doing Qigong is a reduction in stress across the board. Um, Short-term benefits of doing yoga is uh, more relaxation, more body awareness, more awareness of even how your how your mind is working. Um, what I love about Qigong for, for me is that Qigong satisfies, it's like a moving meditation uh, similar to Tai Chi, mm-hmm. but Qigong is a part of a, a part of the system of traditional Chinese medicine. Tai Chi is also part of that mm-hmm. system, but Qigong is the least invasive, and it's like the homework that a person will be assigned after they went and got a treatment from a Qigong master or even from an acupuncturist. But what, what's powerful is, is that the more that I did Qigong, the less I needed to have acupuncture. My acupuncturist, a couple of times I went, and he said, you don't need a treatment. He said, what are you doing? I said, well, I've been doing Qigong every day. He says, well, you don't really need a treatment, so <laughs> you know, I can see you in a couple of months. So saving me money, you know, I've never gone to a doctor and a doctor told me that I didn't need a test or a treatment, and those tests and treatments cost $200, $500, You know, like my quarterly blood work is it's $5,000 a pop. And what do they tell me? Very little. Okay. So, again, these practices which we can do very easily while we are sheltering Mm -hmm. in place, Mm -hmm. um, is it just while we're sheltering in place? No, no. These practices, for me, these practices. and thank God I was doing them before the sheltering in place happened, so I, I had I already had a foundation just to keep keep doing. Um, but I, I guess I need a little bit of background. We have a moment yes. for that. Okay. Sure, we do. When I when I was twenty three, I became HIV positive. I'm now sixty one. When I was twenty eight, I was told that I would be dead in two years by this doctor. And I looked him in his eyes, and I said, I don't think so. And the reason why is because at that time I refused to take the only available medication that was available for HIV-positive people, which was AZT. Fast forward 10 years later, you know, uh, they found out that that drug was killing a lot of people. So even if they weren't dying from HIV, they were dying from an, um, an improper dosage of AZT. And at that later science, uh, found out that there was no proper dose of AZT because AZT was not a good drug. Thank God mm-hmm. I went forward. Um, I spent 33 years not being on any HIV med. Now, how did I do that? I did it because I learned about how to cultivate good health because since I thought that I, I didn't know how long I had to live and I thought that my life might be much shorter, I started studying how do you cultivate good health? What are the pillars of good health? So with that as a mind focus, 
I was researching long-term survivorship of cancer because that was the only thing that had long-term survivors. And then I extrapolated the information from long-term survivors of cancer and applied it to myself as a person with HIV and AIDS. So what I did is I made a list of everything that I did that harmed me, okay? And then I made a list of everything I was doing to promote good health. So with those two lists, I could look at it and see how I felt about myself because if my list of what I was doing to promote good health was much shorter than my list of what I was doing to harm myself, then if I wanted to live, I needed to make an adjustment. So I, I looked at the research on stress and found that stress was affecting every ailment across the board, including HIV. So I wasn't focused on HIV. I was focused on how to create health. So I started eliminating those things that, that stressed my life out, like trying to live other people's lives through your own life, like trying to people please. <laughs> so I started learning how not to be a people pleaser. Uh, I started learning how to make my own choices. I started learning how to take better care of my health. So I stopped drinking at uh, about 24 after being in the Navy for five years and drinking everything in every country I lived in, um, I stopped smoking um, actually before I was 23 because I, I came from a family of smokers and being in the military had, had stumbled into it a little bit and then realized I was running on the beach one day and was short of breath, so I had to make a choice. Either I'm going to run or I'm going to smoke, but they don't go together. So fast forward out of the and into my process of learning about health, I was always kind of athletic, um, and I was always into health from very young. And that kind of set the stage for me to be willing to learn things that weren't necessarily uh, acceptable in, uh, quote, unquote, normal society yet. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So you adopted, um, like you said, running, and then obviously Qigong and other things started to pull in. But tell us how the the connection with the spiritual practice. Oh, that, that's, that's easy. Um, I have to give you a very short version. Um, I wasn't involved in the Orisha tradition, but I met someone who was, and they mm-hmm. – uh, in order for me to allow them to bring certain things in my home, I had to get exposed to to the culture so that I would feel um, okay about that. And what really was wonderful was that when I got exposed, I realized that this makes sense. This is, you know, it, it was like meeting my family, my spiritual family, in terms of other people who were sensitive like I was. So I have to... I'm, um, I met some elders who I would became friends with, and over time I would ask them, well, you know, how are you doing, blah, blah, blah. And they would say, well, you know, I just finished uh, doing my prayers. And after a mm. while I realized that they did it every day. And I said, well, do you do that every day? And they said, well, yes. And it wasn't yes like, like um, it was just yes meaning they had a regular prayer and meditation practice. And what I liked is that whenever I, I spoke with them for counsel, they always gave me 
very good tools for me to figure out my own answers to my, my questions and my problems. Okay? So okay. Two, two different elders, and both of them happened to share with me that they had a regular prayer practice and a regular meditation practice. So I started imitating them because my thing is, if they're really good, if they're really clear, then if I want that kind of clarity, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I'll just start sitting every day. And once I started praying and sitting and meditating every day, everything started changing for me. My stress level went, like, down, down, almost to nil. <laughs> okay. So for people who aren't, you know, familiar with, you know, the Orisha practice, uh, what have you, but they they do spiritual practices, like whether it is, you know, maybe they read the Bible, maybe they – um, read Marion Williamson. Um, Hold on, guess, you know, I would. Let me just clarify that. The, my spiritual mm-hmm. practice, in terms of the the spiritual side of my practice, really doesn't have anything to do with the tradition. I read okay. the Bible I, every just about every day. Um, I uh, read other other spiritual books, you know, that are other prayer books. As a matter of fact, I'm writing a book on prayer right now. I'm almost finished. But but the point is, is that I read many different uh, religious and many different spiritual books from different traditions in order to have a broader view of reality. And 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 what I read are things that, that nourish my spirit, that speak to my spirit in terms of being open and clear and accepting of myself and open and clear and accepting of other people without being so judgmental. So whatever spirit... We have another call. Sure. Okay. Caller, you're on the air. Hello. 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 Is that for me? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm on my cell phone. I'm trying to do this on the computer. So. Okay. And it. And you have a question this is for stress, Kevin? This is no, I do not. I was just going to. I'm trying to just get through. That's all I was doing. Congratulations, well, you're oh, friend. You're on Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Sorry about that. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> All right. So um, you were sharing, Kevin, that um, you use uh, various, um, you know, various outlets, if you would, or di- different things, you know, the Bible, uh, books on affirmations and other things as part of your overall spiritual practice. And um, and that helps to fuel your your how you manage stress. Um, I, I would say that as well as I study a lot about spiritual law. Okay, and the reason why I say I study a lot about spiritual law is that there are there are spiritual laws that um, we grew up with. We, we didn't understand they were laws. You know, the golden rule: treat other people as you would like others to treat you. Um, what you put out comes back to you. 
So the things that I put out my mouth and the things that I think in my brain, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about negativity. And I don't spend any time thinking about what other people are thinking about me. What I spend my time focused on is being grateful. So that kind of couches my day every day is I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to have love in my life. I'm grateful to have food. I'm grateful to have shelter. I'm grateful to have clothing. I'm grateful to be able to go where I need to go. I'm grateful. It's kind of like I'm grateful when I walk in peace. So when I walk out my door, I don't worry about people beating me up or harming me because when I walk out my door, I'm walking out in peace in my mind, in my own mind. So these are the things I've trained myself over many, many, many years to shift my attitude and to shift my energy. And it's because like, this is another spiritual law, like attracts like. If you're miserable, I guarantee you're going to attract some misery in your day. If you're happy, I guarantee you're going to attract something else to make you happy in your day. So I look for the good. I look for um, I look for the things to appreciate about being alive right now, even with sheltering in place. You want where some people complain about wearing a mask. I'm grateful that we even have the technology to have a mask. Okay. <laughs> well, um, different. Well, you know. We're, we're starting to hear, though, about, you know, cities, state, government reopening. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so there's some uncertainty there, you know, and I think that even though we're not out of the woods yet, it is triggering some additional stress factors. Um, how, how can folks not be distracted and and just be focused on um, managing and, and, you know, kind of saving off the, that, those stressors that are now starting to pop up? Well, I tell you, there's, um, and none of, this, none of this originates with me. All of this are things that I've learned from people who are much, much, much more wiser. But when you're thinking about the future, you're not presently focused. When you're thinking about the past, you're not presently focused. And if you want to have peace and be happy, you want to stay focused on the present. Because you can't control anything tomorrow, and you can't change anything from the past. So that's another practice. Um, Anything negative in the past, forgive it and work on healing it. Um, stay presently focused and taking care of the day-to-day. And that doesn't mean you don't plan for the future, but you can, you can be happy right now and stay focused on what, what is presently happening right now and not get too far ahead of yourself if you want to be happy. And that's why meditation is such a, a good practice because you're not focused on the past, you're not focused on the future, you're in the moment. You just focus. One technique is that you just focus on your breath, and you breathe in deeply, and you allow your body to relax with every breath until you find you're not thinking about what happened, and you're not thinking about what's going to happen. You're just grateful that you can breathe. 
So being presently What's focused. What's the music? Being presently focused. Yep. What about being music? Present. Okay. Oh, I wish it was mine because, you know, I uh, love to play music talking. <laughs> but it's not me. Okay. So callers, I mean, listeners, if you have some questions for Kevin, I'll give you the number again. It's 34778. Kevin, what other guidance can you provide uh, the listeners in terms of approaches uh, to using their spiritual practices for stress management? It's interesting because what I really want to say is one of the things that can help people with stress management is just the process of bathing. Like you take a shower and wash off the dirt, and then you clean the tub, Uh, And then you get back in the tub and you just soak in some hot water and just let your muscles relax and let go of all the stresses of your day and just rejuvenate yourself. Now, you might want to use a little bit of aromatherapy. A little lavender in the water is very relaxing. A little peppermint, I'm talking about essential oils. A little lavender essential oil Mm -hmm. is very relaxing. A little peppermint oil is very energizing a little rosemary essential oil kind of uplifting. I mean, there's different, you know, you find a combination that works for you. Not everything is good for everyone. And some people have allergies, you know, and sensitive skin. So you have to be very, very careful about what you use. And you should test mm-hmm. a little bit on a small area of your body before you put it in the bath. Because you don't want to go jump in the bath and find out you're allergic and then have a big problem that could have been a teeny tiny bit of problem if you tested it on your skin. So bathing is a simple thing. There's things that don't cost a lot of money, so let's deal with those. Breathing will bring your stress down. Having a nice bath will bring your, uh, will rejuvenate you or relax you. Um, massaging yourself with um, your own oil, um, massaging your feet. Um, and I say feet because... Your feet is the foundation that is always in contact with the earth of your, of, your, of your whole body. Your feet are always in contact with God's earth. So I massage my feet every day, and I say thank you for getting me every place that I need to go without having too much pain. But there's practices um, in Ayurvedic practices where you massage your whole body with a couple tablespoons of sesame oil, and you, start, you can start at your feet or you start at your head. But just the idea of touching your whole body brings your energy down, relaxes you at a very uh, powerful level, and then you take a nice uh, warm shower, not hot and not cold, but just a warm shower mm-hmm. to wash some off. But that, these are all things I've done. Um, the other thing is stretching. A lot of us, we don't, we're mm-hmm. too sedentary, don't get enough exercise. Um, so stretching and or physical exercise will bring your stress level down. Uh, walking in place, walking, um, I've had uh, some health problems that I couldn't really run anymore, so I would walk, um, and you walk to your, your, for about 15, 20 minutes, and you can walk in your house. You can walk all around your house. Now, I have a, a, a one floor, one floor apartment, and I just walk from back to the front for 20 minutes, <laughs> and that's great exercise, and I'm not outside. 
mm-hmm. do it anytime. But Qigong is one of my go-to things for stress, and that's why I love teaching it because what I find is that once people learn it, I'm like, okay, so you have free medicine. So as long as you do the practice, you'll get the benefit of it. If you don't do the practice, it, it won't matter. No practice, no benefit. So it, it's, you know, like whole body um, that you have to bring into the equation to help Absolutely. you manage the stress. And I would not say, necessarily the whole body, whole time. I would say body, mind, and spirit. That when you when you bring all that combination in to to reduce your stress, you're going to have a very different experience mm-hmm. of reality than someone who doesn't integrate their whole self in their process. That's why I like to get up and do a little yoga. Um, after I do my yoga, then I'll, I'll sit and do some prayers. After I do my prayers, then I'll sit and meditate for a short or long period of time, depending on what my day looks like. But what I try and do is put my spiritual practice in front of my day so that I have a good day, as opposed to skipping my spiritual practice and then going into the day without that foundation and finding that I'm stressed out because, what, I forgot to pray before I started my day. And not not as punishment, but as just I didn't set my foundation. You know, so for me, it's funny. I feel so funny saying this at, at, at this point in my life that prayer is my foundation. I sound like an evangelical, but it really changes the temper of my my um, mindset, but also what I allow into my space throughout the day. Like people may people may still try and treat me bad, right? At one point, but I don't. You know, they throw that ball. I don't catch it. When they're, when they're mean, I can still say, oh, you're having a tough day, aren't you? And they're like, oh, you notice? I said, yeah, because you're not normally mean to me. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, can change, you can change a person's energy just by being yourself if you're happy. And if you're not happy, just by being unhappy and nasty or mean. I, I, you know, I think the, the the hurdle that a lot of folks have to try to clear is that um, how difficult it is to get, um, you know, so the prayer helps. Um, what about journaling? Do you recommend people write or do you recommend they sing or that they do other things that just kind of keeps them out of listening to or, um, whether it's a White House briefing or, uh, you know, all of these different conspiracy theories that are hitting social media okay. or just, just okay. the, the different things that hit social media every day, all day, 24 okay. There, there is a, a technique. No, there's a, a a scripture that talks about protecting, guarding the gates of your consciousness. I'm not sure what religion it comes mm-hmm. from. It may be Christian. It may be uh, Hindu, but guarding the gates of your consciousness is a really important thing. So, no, I don't watch. I'm not on social media. 
Um, I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, I definitely would never listen to White House briefings. If I needed any information, I would go to cdc.com and get some facts. Uh, <laughs> the stuff that's out of the White House is not going to lift you up at all because we have idiot leadership. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't listen to those things. I, I consume them as I feel I need to. And I listen to a little bit of the news in the morning and maybe early afternoon, never at night. I, I don't want to take that with me to bed. So you have ah, to, okay. we have to recognize that we have choices. And some people choose to work on themselves. Some people choose not to. Um, some people choose to stress out about everything. Other people, they're grateful for what they have. Um, it's really a matter of, that's what distinguishes us from animals is we have, we're the only creature that's been given free will. We're the only creature that's been given choice. We don't have to act out of instinct. We actually have the possibility of thinking about things and rationalizing them and coming to a conclusion and making a decision. And you make a decision, you test it out. If it doesn't work, try something else. But we all know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting things to be different. And, and are there things that are more age-appropriate, or is this something that can be done at any age? When you say what could be done at any age, which thing are you referring to? Well, I, I, I guess just, you know, the approach to... Um, these spiritual practice candies, well, you know, which are recommended for college students, for high school students, or, you know, well, people in nursing homes. Yeah, I would, agree. I would say that spiritual, practice, spiritual practices can be done at any age. However, um, I think that you have to kind of meet people where they are. So, mm-hmm. for example, if we, let's look at one spiritual practice, prayer. I remember when I first started working with um, some of my people who came to me for spiritual counsel, I wanted to find out how they prayed because the, the method that they were using to, prayer, pray, to pray was disempowering them. They were using begging prayer and, oh, how unworthy I am and how wretched mm. I am and things like that. Oh, no, 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 no. I... I understand where that comes from, but I don't ascribe to that. Um, so here are some here are some books that might help you to have a healthier prayer life that will help you to see yourself in a better light, as opposed to some of the things that we were raised in our Judeo-Christian background from a negative perspective. You know, I tell people, <clears throat> I was raised uh, Baptist, but I was very fortunate. <laughs> When I was very young, uh, my, me and my sister Hookie Church, and we got caught, of course, because back then everybody knew you within like a six or seven block radius, and they knew that we belonged in church at that time of the day on a Sunday. <laughs> so they called our parents, and okay. we got busted. So when we got caught, at that time I might have been about eight or nine, and my sister was four years older. So my mother said to her, how come you all Hookie Church? And I said, 
I stepped in front of my sister and I said to my mother, I said, because there ain't no spirit of God up in that church, and that's why you and dad stopped going. So what do you do with a precocious child like that who you train to tell the truth no matter what? So kindly my mother said, well, I hope that you don't have to go back to that church, but I hope that you'll go to another church. So I'm very fortunate that I wasn't, I was raised around the dogma of the church, but I wasn't, um, I didn't have to confront it on a daily basis in in a negative church, in a negative space. And because of my personal experiences, I had I had my own spiritual experiences that, that let me know that God existed. So I never stopped believing in God. I just knew, well, maybe that church isn't right for me. Maybe that one ain't right for me either. Maybe this one ain't. And I didn't get to the right church or tradition until I got to um, the Orisha tradition. But it didn't negate any of my background. Gotcha. So I'm once again going to pause and ask um, and open the line for questions from our listeners. Uh, Mm -hmm. The number is 347-857-2878. That's 347-857-2878. If you have any questions for... um, for Kevin. So in the interim, while we're waiting to see if folks call in, um, so what's some some guidance that you could um, give us, Kevin? Whoop! Uh, before you answer that, we have a caller. Sure. And we'll take that. What's some some guidance that? Hello, you caller. Hello. Hello. Hi. Just a minute. Let me. Before you answer that, we have a caller. Okay, I'm I'm not sure how to yeah. mute, turn your radio. Phone. Turn your radio down. Okay. 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 I couldn't mute my phone, so I'm moving. But what I would okay. like to say is, um, what I'd like to say is, thank you for some of the helpful information from Kevin. And I notice that he chuckles a lot when he says things because it's things that are pleasing, I assume. And I would like to know more about how that works into relieving stress as well as the importance of smiling at this particular time and place where we are right now. Awesome. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I think I laugh a lot because I've learned to laugh at myself a lot um, because I was raised to be very, very serious. And, in fact, because of the way I was raised, I lost the ability to play when I was younger. Um, and life was always so very serious. So I was told at 28 that I would not be 30, or at 26 I wouldn't be 28. I can't remember the exact dates. So I developed this seriosity that carried that had me research everything about health and well-being and and cultivating health and how to de-stress my life. And even though I was told I'd be dead at 28, I just turned 61 a couple of weeks ago. So 
I am so excited <laughs> that I didn't take somebody else's diagnosis of me and take it to heart. That's one thing. Another thing is um, what Lydia said about journaling. I wanted to address that. I journaled for a large part of my life. I didn't keep them faithfully like daily, but I would journal for long periods of time, and I got out a lot of my feelings of what I was experiencing growing up and as I became a young adult and a grown man and now almost an elder. So when I go back and read those things, I marvel at how much I've grown because I decided to let that be part of my focus. So in terms of now with, with the amount of stress that people are under, people are under stress in part because of how they think about things. How you think about things can make you be very unhappy and how you think about things can stress you out. So is the cup half full or is the cup half empty? For me, I've trained myself over the years to look at the cup as half full. So I'm always looking at what's the lesson in this for me? How can I improve this situation for myself and others? Um, and how can I bring my best self to this situation, whatever that situation might be? That sounds great. But you have to take care of yourself first. Here's something that I learned that's really important. Give from a full cup. I've heard Iyanla say it. I've heard Oprah say it. But I really do understand it now for myself. If you haven't taken care of yourself, how can you really help anybody else? If you haven't fed yourself, how can you – if you're not feeding yourself good food, food that's right for your body, if you're not getting rest, if you're not – if you don't have a solid relationship with what you believe God to be, how can you help anybody else? So I make sure that I cultivate that, those processes in my own life, and I don't preach to other people. I hope that helps. No, your information is very helpful. I met you um, uh, before and a couple of times, and um, always the information that you offer is very helpful, and I find it to be very valuable. And I myself am a um, survivor of cancer um, Mm -hmm. three, three times, and you gave me some advice then but always very warm and um, maybe a little challenging in terms of how you look at things, and that's a great thing about you, and you are giving some of those ideas today in terms of uh, challenging how we look at things, and I appreciate that, and I thank you for that. Wow. And you're not going to tell me who you are. You know me, but I I almost recognize the voice, but I'm not sure. (laughs) it's an ocean sister come it's it's an ocean sister that you and not yeah we do okay. anonymous in the call yeah. no problem okay. no problem yeah not everybody's yeah. comfortable sharing who they are um, yeah, okay. and, so, and i like to respect that's um, okay but but your information is good and if we could challenge ourselves in some of the ways that, in some of the areas that you've presented we we would feel better and a lot less stressed and that deep breathing breathing is most invaluable. 
Absolutely. And, you know, have you checked out any of uh, Wim Hof's work? No. YouTube. Excellent, 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 excellent work. Wim Hof? Wim, W-I-M, capital H-O-F-F. Thank you. He did an excellent video to help people to de-stress during the COVID crisis. Yes. He did an excellent video that helped people to have some tools that they could work with, primarily centered in the breath. And I did, I did some of, I did a couple of his exercises because he had a free video on YouTube. And oh my God, that work was profound. Great. So I would also add caller. A caller. I will also add that um, one of my one of the upcoming podcasts is going to be on breath work. And um, I, particularly the mechanics of breathing, because I think it's very important. I think we, we breathe. We think that it's just, you know, something we do automatically. But I've, I've, and as a matter of fact, for the past month and a half, I have been taking a breathwork series with a woman out of the Midwest, out of St. Louis, who is um, phenomenal. And um, I think the thing that I take away from that every day is the mechanics of breathing and and yep. how you that connects with your um, your physical, your mental, your spiritual. So um, be on the lookout for that announcement of that upcoming podcast. Um, I think that will be um, just absolutely um, mind-boggling and awesome for for those who, who tune in. Um, Great. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. We we just need to know that that our breath is our life force. Bye bye now. That's right. That's that that right. Bye bye. (laughs) Thank you for calling. Okay. We have uh, five minutes and we're going to just wrap up. I want to thank Kevin for um, sharing. his his approach, his wisdom, um, and um, I see we have another caller. So we're not ready to end yet, okay? Um, oops, they, they left. Okay. They left really quickly. So, mm-hmm. um, but this, this was great. I, I would hope, listeners, that you um, – recognize that there isn't any one approach, but that stress is um, it's endemic to how we're living these days. But we don't have to live with it. We, we can acknowledge that it's there, but we have tools um, right in your own homes that we can use to help us manage stress, to help us connect, to help us be in a, a different even though all, all there's a whole lot going on around us, and, um, and, and that will be fine. And so I, I, I will ask Kevin if, if anybody wants to reach out, reach out to you to get more information from you or um, email you to ask you some sure. questions, how can they get in contact with you? Sure. They can reach me by phone at 215-704-7754. Um, 
or they can reach me by email at leukemitemple at AOL.com. Yes, I still have AOL. L-U-K-U-M-I temple, T-E-M-P-L-E, at AOL.com. And my number is 215-704-7754. I generally don't take calls after 10 p.m. Um, and that's it. Website coming in the future. (laughs) Okay. We'll be on the lookout for that. And, again, listeners, I want to thank you all for taking the time. Um, Be on the lookout for some upcoming podcasts, one on breath work, one on uh, life coaching and meditation. And then we want to do a special um, podcast. We're going to bring back Richard on cue because as we start to – to, to, you know, come out of our our homes again and come out of our shells and and face what is a yet another new normal, um, that we're going to have some other anxieties and and fears and stresses. And that Richard is um, going to give you a a roadmap, uh, share a roadmap on how to manage that. And I would hope that these podcasts will be able to, you'll see that they, they're actually connected in a way to help you just live more holistically in wellness. So I want to thank everyone for joining tonight and have, stay safe, stay healthy, stay positive, and have a fabulous evening. Good night. Good night. Thank you.